Hello and welcome back to the Irish Tennis Updates podcast. My name is Adam, your host. On this episode, I've been catching up once again with Mark Finnegan to hear all about the progress of the Irish players over in the college tennis system so far this season. It's been a few weeks since we've caught up and the season is approximately halfway done, so there's a lot to catch up on. In this episode, we also talk about some college tennis results here in Ireland, as well as the DLTC Winter League that's been taking place over the last few weeks and is now moving into the knockout stage. And as, as we say during this episode, huge amount of tennis taking place there, and it's great to see all the, the competition around, around the Dublin area. Without further ado, let's get into this episode and hear all about the tennis recently. Here is Mark Finnegan. All right, Mark. Um, welcome back. Just to, to have a bit of a catch up here on on all things college tennis and, and uh, team tennis in general. But I guess we'll uh, we'll we'll kick it off. I think with 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 the US college scene. So how are things with you? And how have the the last few weeks been on, on college tennis since we since we caught up last? Adam, great to be on again. And uh, this is our first one of the year. So we've had about seven to seven weeks about of of of, of competition taking place in college. So most universities now will be you know pretty deep into their schedule. And maybe some 50% finished with their schedule and they're going to be starting to get into conference matches very soon. And, um, and look, we've had a lot of activity with Irish tennis players playing and competing. So um, we have even more players in the system than we did last year. So it's great. So I'm looking forward to, to diving in and, and giving everyone an update on, on what all of those players are doing. So Absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to, to hearing all about it. So I guess if you want to, want to kick it off with, with, with all the girls, how, how the progress has been for them over the last few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, well, I know last year we started off out West, so let's start again out West. Um, you know, we've got the Twins at Idaho State doing great. A team record of five and one. Um, so that's a really good start to the year for them. Uh, wins over Utah State, actually um, Seoul um, Olida and uh, Zara Ryan actually ended up playing against each other in singles um, with uh, Seoul winning that one. And the overall team, Idaho State beating Utah State in a close one, 4-3. Um, Lola's been great. She's been moved up actually up to three singles here position. So Saul's playing five singles and Lola's playing three singles and they're both playing two doubles together and they actually started off at one doubles. So all those girls have moved up and nicely in their positions in their in their university. Um, Zara's team is actually their only loss is to Idaho State. They're four and one on the season and Zara's three and one in singles. So she's doing absolutely fantastic. Um, I know she battles some injuries and uh, it's just kind of getting back into form now at the moment. Um, a lot of issues there with COVID-related stuff with uh, Boise State and Shauna Heffernan. Um, not necessarily to Shauna, but the team. They got a ton of their first few matches cancelled. Um, and it seems like they're just really just getting going. Their team record is 0-1 with a loss to a top 25 team in Washington. Um, Shauna's uh, played the first match at number two doubles. And uh, Sophia Durvin, um, I haven't seen much really in relation to her. Maybe she could be injured. I don't know personally what's going on, but the record of the team is four and three with a very tough schedule. Um, but I have not seen her too much in action except for one match where it was a bit lopsided with the results. So which maybe tells me there was a possibility of an injury there. But uh, I don't know what's going on. Uh, Shauna Casey, Shauna's been playing a lot at three doubles this year. I know the team had a tough time last year, a new coach uh, again uh, to that team. And she's been playing primarily at the number three doubles position. She is undefeated in all her three matches so far at the three doubles position. So she's making some improvements, especially on the double side. Okay, and we got a newbie, a uh, freshman. So just starting this year with Breda Brennan. She's at Wofford in South Carolina. And her singles record right now at the moment is two and three uh, at the number five and six positions in singles and has been playing, I think, in and out of the doubles. 
Um, so great to see her uh, in her freshman campaign. And also another newbie, Sarah O'Connor over out west in New Mexico. Uh, team's doing absolutely fantastic there with a six and one record. Um, Sarah's been playing primarily at the number two and three position um, and has a, a, a respectable record of three and four and four and one in doubles. So she's off to a great start. Um, Cara Courtney out in San Francisco. I know Cara had a tough time with injuries last year. Um, seems like she's healthy again now. She's back playing in that number three single spot and number two double spot. Team record of two and four against a very good schedule so far. But it seems like to me that she's healthy and she's at full, full go now, meaning that she's moved up a couple of spots in the lineup. Um, Georgia Drummy down there in Duke. We know we talked a lot about her last year and all the success the team had and she had. Um, currently a record of six and uh, six and one for the team with their only loss to Oklahoma at the National Indoor Championships. And uh, she's playing at the number one singles and the number one doubles spot uh, predominantly. Um, Jessica Lehman off to a, a pretty solid start at number one position in the lineup. So she's moved up quite a few spots too as well. Was a player of a Big South Conference Player of the Week one week, which was great for her. Uh, the team has been struggling with a two and eight um, record, but a lot of those matches have been really tough for three losses. So she's doing great and playing in the top position in doubles and singles in the lineup, I think, in, in doubles anyway. I'm not 100% sure now. Um, Ali O'D uh, moved up again on in the lineup, which is great to see. Um, their team record is seven and three. I know they had a great season last year too as well with their team record. Um, Ali is currently six and three in doubles record and has played um, three through six in the singles lineup. So she was predominantly at five and six last year. So it's great to see her moving up to that three, four, five spots. Um, and she's actually currently five and four around her record. So keep up the good work, Ali. Um, Anna Botel, again from Rice. Uh, doing great. Uh, team record six and two. Um, she predominantly played in that four position in the lineup last year. And it seems like she's taking up that position again. Her current singles record is four and two. Um, and that team is always one of the best teams um, that are in the nation in college tennis. Um, great to see Emily O'Donovan um, solidifying herself in, in the lineup too as well for Buffalo, uh, for Seton Hall. Um, she is, her team record is five and four. Emily is currently four and two, playing at the number six singles and one and four at number three doubles. So nice to see her in the singles and doubles line, lineup on a consistent basis. Ellie Murphy um, is teamed up with a newbie, um, Owen Ryan-Bobie, and they're kind of rejuvenating the program at Appalachian State. Uh, you know, the program is going through a bit of a transition at the moment. Team record is one and five against a, a solid schedule. Um, Ellie's been taking up the four singles position and the number one doubles position. Um, and also Ollie has been taking up the number five position and um, has a record of three and two in singles and has been playing a little bit at the two doubles spot. So great to see those two girls, two Irish girls together doing some good things. And I know that program will be moving forward in the future. Um, we've also got Kira O'Toole, um, which we mentioned last year. She transferred and is at a new university at, at Sacred Heart. So this is her second year in Sacred Heart doing great, playing at the number two position in singles. She has a five and six record. The overall team record is seven, seven. And uh, she's also currently playing at the do top double spot at a four and three record. I haven't seen Jenny Timmonton on the Michigan State roster. So I'm not sure if she's graduated. And um, I thought she may have one more year, but um, don't see any results on her or on the roster. So maybe there's a good chance she has graduated. So it would be good to, to, to find that out. And we obviously know Julie Byrne graduated and Lucy Octave uh, finished uh, her, her eligibility and everything like that. So moving into to Laura Fitzgerald from Illinois State. 
I know Laura is using, I think, her extra year of eligibility uh, with COVID. Team record is seven and four. Um, and she's been playing a lot of doubles and she's been in and out of the lineup in singles. So, yeah, so moving forward now a little bit more to the, to the Division Two and NAIA side. Yeah, um, we have an extra we have an extra couple of girls there, uh, Adam, that have just taken up into that in, in, into those universities. And uh, one of those is Megan Butler. She's at Arkansas Tech. And um, the team hasn't really played that much. As we discussed before in the past, Division Two schools do start a tiny bit later than Division One schools, according to the rules. And um, her team record right now is one and two. But I have not seen Megan featured in that lineup. Another newbie is Tara Stewart um, from Northern Ireland. And Tara's team is three and three, and she's been playing primarily at the number five singles uh, and number three doubles. Her university is an NAIA university in Kansas called Tabor College. We talked a lot about Emer Mars' success last year uh, in Division Two at Barton College. Her record currently is uh, team record is two and three, and uh, she is back in the top spot of doubles and singles in the lineup there too as well. Uh, and lastly, uh, well, not lastly, we've got two more. We've got Emily Connolly, who had such a fantastic run last year, all the way to semifinals of national championships. <laughs> her, her team record in her NEI Indiana Wesleyan, her team record is 26 and one. So she takes the biscuit for um, how many matches that her team has played so far. She primarily played at the number three doubles position, and she comes in and out of the lineup at the number six, very similar to last year. And lastly, we have a newbie, um, Roisin Murphy, which is doing great things at Mercyhurst, lovely private academic university uh, in the Northeast, uh, Division Two. And the team record is currently two and five. They've played a couple of Division One schools. And um, Roisin has been playing primarily the number three singles and number one doubles. And they've actually had a couple of wins over some of the Northeast Division One two, Division One schools. So that's great to see. So keep up the good work, Roisin. That's brilliant. And obviously, as, as you say, there's, there's, there's definitely a lot of action there and, and great to see all the over the few weeks since we have caught up um, a lot of tennis and, and some teams more than others, but a, a lot of tennis and a lot of success, which is great to hear. So um, moving on to the Bucks League and uh, the British university system, we now actually have two of our players over there playing. Um, Kate Gardner is at Imperial College and uh, she's been playing at number one singles position and number one doubles and she's undefeated. Imperial College is one of the top academic, if not uh, the top academic school in England outside of Oxford and Cambridge. So great to see her. I know she's competing a lot and being our recent senior Irish national champion. I think she will get an opportunity to play in the individual Bucks League Championship. But because her university um, is not as academic orientated, they don't play in the top tier. But I think they've just got promoted and will be in the top tier of the Bucks League next year. And then we also have Kira Hill at Durham. She's been playing uh, predominantly on the second team, but hopefully she could be making a push to be on the first team. Um, and lastly, um, on the JUCO front, great to see Georgia Lillian Brown for uh, St. Petersburg College, all the, down there, all the way down there in Tampa, Florida. That team is currently four and one with their only loss against the number one JUCO team in the country, Tyler Junior College. Gigi has been playing four singles and number two doubles. And um, the team will be always be one of the top five junior colleges in the country. Great, and obviously great to hear about, about other countries where, where players are, are are playing their college tennis as well as as well as the states. Um, and and yeah, and, and before we we go into the guys, I might just mention um something that that was going on recently in college tennis back here in Ireland, which obviously. And uh, maybe there isn't as much action as, as we hear about it in the States, but it, it still is a thing. And, and we, we still do have tennis going on over here. And just about three weeks ago now, we had 
the Intervarsities, which is the, the annual national competition um, between where all the colleges come together and, and, and they play the tournament. Um, so this year it was hosted by UCD and it took place in, in Lansdowne Tennis Club um, over a weekend a couple of weeks ago. Um, there was obviously a strong line, uh, a strong lineup with 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 teams from 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 a lot of the colleges around the country, um, and the the winner for for the girls team in the end was UCD, who who hosted it, and they had a very strong team, and um, they beat Trinity in in the final of that, and then on the guys side, the winners were were TU Dublin, who again had a really really strong team, and they beat UCD in the final, and then the semi finalists for that one were were Trinity and were. Uh, DCU, who also had had good runs. So just just to, to 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 mention that it's great to see some some college tennis back here in in Ireland and and some really strong competition over over that weekend. And um, so it, as I say, it, it's great to see that as well. And Adam, on that front, I know you competed, and I know obviously Trinity have been uh, very dominant in that series. And so uh, hard luck to you. But it was also great to see the depth of this year. There was there was. You know, there was e easily four teams that could have won that uh, event. And, you know, the fact that we've had, you know, uh, uh, the team that would have had a professionally ranked player on it in, in the ATP, another, um, you know, serious Irish tennis player who's, who's done great um, with John Collins. And then, you know, a couple of guys that have played uh, Division One tennis on that team playing deep into lineups. So, you know, it, it just shows that, the look, the quality was there this year for the InterVarsity. It's great to see that it's... We need to keep getting that more more exposure and and um, and and glorifying that one weekend of the year and, and making it the best we possibly can because you know I th I think it's a great experience I think everybody enjoys it and we want to make that as competitive as we can. Absolutely, that's totally it. Um, and and as, as you say that that pro player that was playing for TUD, of course, Amar Elamine, who who as people know is 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 uh, is having a good go of it in futures recently so I guess if you want to move on so to look at the guys back in uh, back to move to the states maybe absolutely absolutely yeah and and I know last year we started uh, with Thomas so we'll start with Thomas again Thomas Brennan who obviously has had a great Christmas has carried that forward into some great form I know he played a couple of pro events over the Christmas break too as well uh, he was named big player of the week in the Big East, which is a really, really big deal. He also had a massive win over Indiana, uh, which would be a top, top tier program. Um, he is currently um, right now at the moment, eight and four at the number one position uh, in the lineup. So that's a really, really great record for him. And he's shown some big things this year and um, leading by some great examples. So um, great to see that really big push for Thomas his, his senior year. And, and, I, and I know I think he might be wanting to try to to, to maybe do one more year too as well. So keep up the good work. Oshin Schaefer's team is a very impressive 9-0 and this year. Oshin is currently 5-3 and at that number two position and is undefeated at number one doubles. So Oshin uh, carrying over that great form from last year. It seems like the one and two spots for Montana have been rocks for them um, with another great player that plays alongside Oshin. Sean Keane uh, at Coker College over there in South Carolina, a team record of three and six. He has actually stepped up and now been playing number two in the lineup. So a big step up from Sean, a couple of positions. And he started off the season well, but actually uh, sprained his ankle. So he's been out for a few weeks, but I know he's coming back this week. So that'll be a great lift for the team. Um, Matthew Saunders' team hasn't competed that much. They're 0-2 right now at the moment. Matthew has been predominantly playing at the 5-6 and six position. Sorry, excuse me. That team record is 8-5. and five. Excuse me. He is 0-2 at the number 5-6 and six position. So excuse that. So, yeah, they've played a decent amount of matches. And 
Uh, hopefully, Matthew can get more solidified in that lineup. Mark Griffin over there at Marion University, NAIA, record is eight and three. You know, he's moved up to the top spot in that lineup, which is great to see. They actually played Holy Cross at Notre Dame last week and had a really tough 4-3 loss. reason why I mentioned that is we've got a newbie in Kieran McCarthy, who is now representing Holy Cross at Notre Dame. Kieran played at number six position in that singles match and uh, number three doubles. And uh, their team record is only actually for spring is only uh, 1-0 right now at the moment. So they're just getting going into things. And then Hugh O'Sullivan, uh, who's our recent under-18 Irish National Championship, will also be joining that Holy Cross and Notre Dame team. He was supposed to join them in spring, but had a very unfortunate injury right before he was supposed to leave. So he will be joining them in fall. So very, very strong team there for Holy Cross and Notre Dame. To give you guys an understanding of that is their number one player um, before a couple of months ago, actually played Oscar Ohushin, who plays Davis Cup for us, and beat Oscar um, two and two at a future. So very strong level still at the NAI level there. So, um, And Mark Griffin actually played that same player and gave him a really tough match. So well done, Mark, there too as well. Going back uh, to Division One here with a combo of Irish, uh, Northern Irish Ulster players, Dylan Lehman and Keen McDonnell. Dylan is a newbie. He just joined the team in January and has gotten off to a fantastic start there with us. Their team is a six and four record, but Dylan is seven and one in the singles position at number six and has played number three doubles and has a great record too as well. So he's joined Keen McDonald and Keen has been playing um, at the primarily number three position. I know he played three and four mostly last year too as well. Um, his record is five and three in singles right now. And they're just coming off a really big win over a conference rival there last weekend, which I know was a big win for them. Moritz Stenzer at Rollins College doing good things down there. They got a brand new coach. Uh, he has been playing five and six singles. His record is two and two and the team record is two and three. Always play a tough schedule just coming off a loss to the number one team in Division Two called Barry University, which are very, very tough. Good to see Kyle Butler um, getting more and more action. Um, I knew he would. He put a lot of work in this summer at Gardner-Webb. Team record of six and six so far on the season. Call has been playing primarily at the number three double spot and a four and three record and sometimes features in the singles lineup. And Christian Duffy at Stonehill College, they had a bit of a tough year last year, didn't play a huge amount, but already off to a four and oh record. Um, but that matches were played in the fall. They have not played a spring match. I know their first spring matches on March the 6th. So good luck there. And uh, we got Fergus Rourke, um, who's done a great job at Spring Hill College. He's actually now playing at the top spot in singles. Uh, for Spring Hill, their record is three and three, uh, three and four as a team, and his current sing, uh, singles record is three and three. So keep up the good work there, Fergus. Good to see you finishing strong in the number one spot. Philip Lynch, uh, who I know battled a lot of injuries um, over the last year, team record there at Sacred Heart, three and seven. You know, having a bit of a tough time. Philip looks like he's just still getting going back into things. He's been playing a lot of singles at the number five and six position and a number two doubles position. So I know he'll probably move up the order as he gets his competitiveness back. Neil O'Connor, the Coastal Carolina, um, out there in, in a, a Division One school, their record is, a, is five and five. They've played a lot of really good competitive matches, a lot of close four threes. He has been in and out of the doubles and singles lineup. Uh, great to see this one, Charlie Barry at Tulane. So Charlie has moved into the top spot. Last year had a tough time making the lineup, but this year, great job of, 
of being able to, to play the top position of the lineup there in doubles. Team record is four and six. Tulane are a little bit down this year, normally a top 30 team in the country. You know, he actually has gotten, he's been battling for that number six position in the singles lineup. So he's played in and out of the singles. So playing one doubles and six singles, well done, Charlie. Keep up the great work. And obviously he's putting a lot of uh, effort into his tennis and getting better uh, month to month. Uh, Jonathan Garcia, Mary Mack, three and three team record, playing primarily at the number two singles and number uh, number one doubles position. Uh, Ashley played and beat Sacred Heart, uh, Philip Lynch's team, uh, a few weeks back. And so, yeah, so we've also got another newbie here um, and someone that there was a great podcast on recently, Connor Gannon. Connor is playing for the number one team in the country, not currently, but were a few weeks ago. Uh, they're in around that two or three spot, I believe, at the moment. A team record of 11 and two. Uh, Connor's done a great job of competing for that singles uh, number six position. He has three and two record in singles at that six position. To give you an idea of how difficult that is to make that starting six, he's up against a top, I believe, a top 20 ITF junior player who's ranked, uh, who's playing, who's fighting for that number six spot too as well. So he's also a freshman, that player. So to give you an idea of Connor's up against a top 20 ITF junior uh, player. So that's incredible achievement by him. And, and uh, he's obviously improving immensely over there. So excited to see all his improvement when he comes back this summer. Another newbie here for, for Binghamton University, Josh Ralph Landy. Uh, team is struggling a lot. I know they lost their one and uh, I think they're one and two players to start the year, which is always very tricky. Team record is one and 10. Uh, they've lost, I think, four or five really tight four three losses. So obviously that top two players in the lineup would have been huge for them to have. Josh has primarily been playing at that number three singles position. Had a great win over there in singles against NG NJIT coming down from a deficit and has played actually in the top position in the doubles lineup and having a great success with a four and four record. So great to see Josh over there doing great things. On the, the Bucks lead front, um, it was we got obviously those three of Dorian Koss, Peter Corey, and Keen Maguire. Keen Maguire has recently just joined that team this year. It looks like to me that they were the champions of the Bucks League, which was huge. So um, I know those guys all kind of play in and out of, of the first, second, and third teams there. So great to see that. And uh, well done to those, those three being part of of a university that is, is, is the English champions. And then we've also got a few newbies that have gone over to high schools over there um, in America, Adam. So this is something I've started doing a little bit recently is helping people find spots in high schools because of how tough, difficult COVID was. Two of those guys right now at the moment, Joseph Kalaitis is playing for Macaulay High School in Chattanooga, which would be on record one of the top most competitive high schools according to the UTR. He actually won a USTA event a couple of weeks ago, which was great to see under 16s, which well done, Yosef. His UTR has already risen um, a lot since he's been there. So, and I know they're really excited about him there as the semester goes along. And then we've got Zach Murphy, who recently started, attended uh, Montverde High School, which is an exclusive high school in Orlando. Um, and actually, believe it or not, Zach has won his first UTR event over there, beating actually a, a UCF college player in the final. And that used to play for UCF and has actually made the semis of another. So, um, so just a little mention to those two guys too as well. That's brilliant. Uh, and just, I guess, to, to go back for a second, when you were mentioning um, Connor Gannon off in Tennessee, that that podcast was was with Fabio from Functional Tennis. And I did, I did listen to that and I would definitely recommend it uh, to anybody listening to this. Um, and also, I, I watched recently, uh, one of the, the day recently, um, a little bit of, of one of uh, Connor's matches actually in, in, in a final of, of some events against another, another team over there. And, 
I got to catch a little bit of, of that. And I mean, I, I found out about that through through following the following the, the Twitter for for the university. So I guess that's something that I'd I'd kind of just point out to, to people that if you do follow, if there's a team that, that you've heard on this and, and you do follow their their Twitter or Instagram or something like that, you can hear about when they are playing and often if the stream's available, how to tune into those and, and follow a bit more closely, which which I think would be a nice thing to do. Yeah, look, the college tennis system is the most progressive system in the world for tennis, in my opinion. Like, they're getting ready to do uh, something with Tennessee again with the SEC Network. I actually posted on the other day. They're going to be doing um, cracked rackets as, 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 as two guys who do a really good job over there. Similar to yourself, Adam, they just love, you know, what they do and they love promoting the, the, the sport. And um, they do a like a kind of almost like, you know, that NFL red zone kind of idea um, or Soccer yeah. Saturday, kind of Gillette Soccer Saturday and Sky Sports. Well, you know, they're doing that for, for all of the SEC matches one weekend where they'll be televising that actual Tennessee match. But alongside that, they'll be they'll be doing live feeds in with the play site from from all of the SEC matches. You know, this is this is the way forward for for television and, and watching tennis on television, you know, especially for team tennis. So well done, college tennis. Well done. Cracked Rackets and well done um, SEC Network, which is a part of the ESPN Network for, for putting that on. And, and it, I think it'll be an exciting way to, 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 to view college tennis. That's brilliant. And a, a great kind of service to have, as, as you say. And to move on to something else then and stick with this idea of team tennis, which obviously you've, you've, we've talked a lot about team tennis in the States. And now um, something that a lot of people will be familiar with is team tennis back here in terms of the DLTC, the Winter League, which is, is currently ongoing. We've finished the group stages as we're talking now and moving into to the knockout uh, rounds over the next couple of weekends. Uh, and, and it's great to see, obviously, over the last few weeks, you know, just a, a huge amount of, of competitive tennis kind of around around the Dublin area. Um, for the first time, we do have, have a class eight for both the men's and the ladies, which just goes to show the kind of the increase in, in interest and, and demand for, for these these kind of league team positions. And, and now we've obviously got extra teams, which, which is great to see kind of across all levels. Just, just to mention in... In terms of kind of uh, you know to 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 show kind of the, the quality that there is so across all levels so in terms of the quality there is at the, those upper levels so uh, players like like Julia Bradley Oscar O'Hushin uh, Sam Barry um I've I've been playing um a lot of matches Ruth Kopas Gordy O'Neill um and then some older players who who are still playing great stuff like Owen Casey Scott Barron so a, a huge amount of of really high level uh tennis that that is being played um and just to, to look at the class one. Um, which teams have, have been been doing well in, in class one. Um, firstly, for the ladies, the, the semi-finals, so that the teams who've made it out of the group stages, we have Mount Pleasant against David Lloyd, and then also Donnybrook against Nace. And for the men's in class one, uh, there is Nace again has, has made it out, and they're playing uh, Fitz, Fitzwilliam, and then Glenny Geary against Temple Oak in, in the other semi-final. And it's, uh, it's highly impressive there from Temple Oak, who in the last campaign uh, got promoted from class two up to class one, and now are excelling in class one so so great to see that from from temple oak um and then to look a little uh briefly at, at class two um there, there's also uh, for the ladies firstly uh, glenny geary and donnybrook also have teams uh through in, in class two um other clubs like wicklow town uh, great to see shank hill um, the uh, trinity team is through with which, which is nice um class two men's again temple oak has a second team um through to to the playoffs in in class two also, really strong campaigns from clubs like Leopardstown, Carrick Mines, and David Lloyd. Um, to move on a little bit, then just uh, to look at Class Three, which teams have have had a lot of success in, in Class Three. 
for the ladies. Um, a lot of those same teams, again, having success in Class 3. Also, uh, clubs from Donna Base, from Bray, from Terenure, uh, Lansdowne have, have had a strong campaign. Um, then looking into the men's, again, a lot of the same teams. Also teams like Trim, Stackellen, Charleville, uh, Meadowvale, Deer Park. So it's great to see you know, bigger clubs, also some smaller clubs have a lot, a lot of success. Um, and moving on down then, um, I did mention Class 8. So for the first time is, is, is being played here, and that's great to see. And it is a chance for, for newer clubs or smaller clubs who don't have the same amount of players as some of these bigger clubs to, to have some success. So in Class 8, we have clubs like Wetoth, Trackside, uh, Navin, Leakslip, St. Anne's and, and Swords, who all have, have, have got through to playoffs. So, so the very best of luck to them. Um, and, and the final note that I'll make, uh, highly impressive from two particular teams throughout the league, who are the only two teams to have finished with the maximum 15 out of 15 points, so that they won all their five matches uh, 3-0. So well done to the LCC first team in ladies class four finishing with 15 points, and also to St. Anne's Lawn Tennis Club, uh, the first team there, which is in Class 7 for the men's. Those two teams, the only two teams who've gone 15 out of 15. So well done to them, and best of luck in the playoffs. So that's just a bit of a wrap there on across the, the, the group stages for all of the Winter League, and we move into playoffs this coming Sunday. So the very best of luck to everybody uh, playing there. Adam, it's, it's great to, to see... Um all like the amount of tennis that was played on these Sundays. Um, you know, uh, I can only relate to NACE, but it is impossible on Sundays to get a tennis court in NACE because of the fact that there's so many league matches going on at all levels. It's just fantastic. It just, it does show that sometimes people don't realize that our country is so healthy when it comes to participation in tennis and the amount of people playing tennis. And I think that's only increased in the last couple of years. So, you know, Tennis Ireland do deserve a lot of credit and the DLTC deserve a lot of credit for being able to run such a well-oiled machine where this team competition format of league is so strong and so well represented. So, um, you know, you know me, I'm, I'm all about my team and ultimately... You know, I think it's 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 how you enjoy your tennis in for the long term for years and years after you've finished playing maybe as competitively as, as you would have when you're maybe in the in your twenties. So no, absolutely. As as you say, it is just brilliant to see the amount of tennis. So like a shout out to DLTC and everyone who makes this happen. And then also, you know, every, every single player, you know, there's, I, there's hundreds and hundreds of players that are playing these leagues. So uh, um well done to everybody. And and as we said, very best of luck in the playoffs uh, to try and get promoted for the next campaign. Um, so, Mark, um, any other points that you'd like to make on, on this episode? I guess we had a nice look at across team tennis for college tennis in the States, college tennis here in Ireland, and just there at, at the Winter League, again, team tennis theme. No, looking forward to Summer League, looking forward to, to under-18, uh, watching to see how the under-18 league, league, Leinster League teams go. I know... There's some other leagues around the the the, um, the 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 island of Ireland. So, like you know, the biggest thing I would say to every junior, every every adult is any chance you get to to represent your club and represent yourself uh, with with uh, in league, take it. Uh, I think it's something that we need to prioritize and reward more, especially at the junior level. Is you know, if our goal is to end up having them prepared and ready to go to college. And beyond, then we have to make sure that we're rewarding them from a junior standpoint.
point of, of for playing and representing their teams. Right. And, and on that junior side, we did just uh, a week or two ago have the first of our international events here, here in Ireland, the first Tennis Europe Under-12 event, which, as, as we said a while ago, there's a, a large number of them coming up this year, which is brilliant. But we've had the first of those now. And I th- as from what I can see, it was a, a good success. So that, that's great to see as well. Absolutely. And look, we didn't mention today the Spring National Championships also that took place as well at Westwood. Um, so congratulations also to all those winners too as well at the, um, in, in their age groups and uh, an amazing achievement. And it was great to, uh, for Westwood to actually host that event too as well. That Westwood is, is one of our um, hidden gems when it comes to, to, to facilities in Ireland with those, you know, those access to those indoor hard courts. So, um, so thank you so much to Westwood for hosting that. A huge thanks once again to Mark for his time with this episode. It's always great to hear about the progress of all the Irish players in the US college tennis scene. Please do join us again in a few weeks to see how things are getting on. And until then, get out there, play some tennis and enjoy.